The AAPA conference is coming up May 18th through 22nd in Houston. I'm so sad that I will not be there, but some of my favorite people will be. So I want to make sure that y'all know who to look out for. So if you're heading down to the conference, make sure you go by the Blueprint and Rosh Review table. They're giving away all kinds of stuff stethoscopes, seats in the review course. They're talking about how Rosh Review has joined Blueprint and what that looks like. But definitely go stop by, say hi, get some swag, tell them I said hello, uh, and it'll be a really good time. I'm sure y'all will have an awesome time in Houston. Make sure you go to Torchy's Tacos, my absolute favorite, and spend some time in the exhibit hall exploring we know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, pants review courses, now is the time, and usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. In today's episode of the Pre-PA Club podcast, I'm going to introduce you to a soon-to-be PA student, Emily, who has some very interesting hacks on how to figure out your way to PA school and also a very interesting story of her kind of roundabout way to the profession. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Savannah here, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to hear Emily's story that I'm very excited to share with you. I just want to say a moment of appreciation for everyone who reaches out to me to want to share their story on the podcast. This is a space for you guys, and if you have found something on here helpful, please let me know. If there is something that would be helpful, also please let me know. Instagram, you can find me on there at the PA platform. You can always email me just info at the PA platform with any feedback. And if you like the podcast, I would so appreciate a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening, just because that helps other people find it and hopefully find this awesome profession. So definitely, you know, if there's something better I could do, please let me know. Uh, Outside of sound quality, which I will mention, you know, I mentioned this occasionally, we are not professionals um, at all. And usually when I'm talking to people, they are like at their job or their house after working a long job. So um, I do what I can to make the audio sound as good as it can. But, you know, this is something that's kind of for fun, for extra. I'm definitely not a professional podcaster. So we do what we can. If you can't handle an episode, move on to the next one. There are about 200 other episodes that you can listen to. And if you've listened to all of them, great job. All right. Uh, So we'll jump into hearing from Emily in just a second and um, her story about just kind of getting into medicine, getting into PA, switching paths, switching back, uh, and I'm really, her major was very interesting to me because I've never heard anything like this. So I think you're going to like that part of things. And then um, I wanted to mention that if you're listening to this in real time, on January 30th, 2022, I'm doing a live personal statement editing. Uh, You can find that link in the description or I'll post it on Instagram uh, and in the Facebook group and places like that so that you can find it. And that is something where we're going to go through a personal statement. We're going to edit it. We're going to talk about it, answer questions. And I think it'll be something that's really helpful. If it is helpful, we'll keep doing them. 
Um, that is a $5 webinar uh, that you can find. And let me know if you have any questions about that. All right. And then we'll just jump in here from Emily. Well, my name is Emily. Um, I currently live in Virginia. I graduated. I did my undergrad at Liberty University. And I am currently a scribe at an orthopedic office, outpatient. I've been doing that for the last two years. And I am starting school, PA school at the University of Lynchburg in May. Well, okay. Say it, say which school again. It kind of broke up a little bit. Just so Okay. I'm starting, starting PA school at the University of Lynchburg in May. So in a few months, probably this will come out like spring. So like pretty soon after this, yeah. you'll be starting. Um, so kind of what brought you to your interest in medicine and then the PA profession specifically? So medicine, probably in around like seventh grade. Um, my mom went back to school. We were all older. So she decided to go back to school. She was a stay-at-home mom. Um, and she became a medical assistant. And so that was kind of, she had her anatomy textbooks and things like that. And so I started teaching interest in those kinds of things and then I was always pretty good at math and science in school and so I was kind of trying to find something where I could use that and I was like well I don't want to be a math teacher I don't want to like there's not much you can do in math other than that in my opinion <laughs> at that age and then so I was like okay well then what about science so started thinking about that and at that age I was just like doctor was what I wanted to do because that's kind of like the traditional what you hear um and I ended up doing this program um in school I was like in high school uh it's called like a biomedical science program so I basically spend like half my day every day at like a different school and um we would do like basic anatomy stuff we would do a lot of problem-based learning going through like case studies of like fake patients and learning about genetics and everything like and it was for two years so half my day for two years is a pretty um substantial amount of time and so I really loved that I loved the whole like medical decision making thought and the science and the medicine and I was like okay this is definitely what I want to do um I then interned at um, like the National Cancer Institute by our, um, where we lived and worked in their office and like was kind of like an MA. I wasn't like an official. I never had a certification, but I was able to intern and room patients and take vitals and learn a lot about that. It was a really low-key environment setting. Um, but like as a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, like it's pretty cool to be able to do that. Um, so I learned a lot about that and that's kind of what got me interested and then I started um planning to go to undergrad to pursue something in medicine I was kind of unsure at the time when I started what I wanted to do exactly that's really unique that you got that much experience and exposure really even in high school that, and that's really cool. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think over the past year, I've had many more high schoolers kind of reaching out and asking questions. Mm -hmm. It's really neat. Um, 
but that's so interesting uh, that seems you know like something more schools should do but um, yeah it's actually it's called project lead the way the thing I did in um high school and one of my friends that I met in college she was from Montana and she was like I did that program too at my high school so it's like it's, it's like around the United States but I don't know how common it is yeah I'd have to like so what we had and one of my biggest regrets is not doing it but it was very competitive to get it was um, it sounds kind of similar where it was a CNA program and you had to commit mm-hmm. two years and you got certified like an actual CNA certification while you're in school. And then you went half the day to work as a CNA and there were like different sites and you kind of rotated through. Um, and, you know, at the time it, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I don't want to, you know, miss out on school and whatever. And like, mm-hmm. um, but looking back, I was like, that was actually really cool. and would have saved me a lot of time and money later on when I had to become a CNA, uh, but that was, and they like kind of had medical tracks. Like we had a first responder track and that's what I did where I took this mm-hmm. like first responder class, but it wasn't as intense. Um, but that's, that's just really cool. So that gave you definitely some, you know, insights into confirming you want to do medicine. Were you still pre-med or pre-med school going into undergrad? Yeah. So going into my year of undergrad, uh, my first year, I was, I don't know why I thought this, but I was thinking, I was like, okay, I'm going, so I, I declared like a biomedical science pre-med. And then, but I was, thinking I was going to do a nursing degree and then go to medical school and it I know some people do it but it at the time now thinking back to it I'm like I feel like that would be a really roundabout way to get to medical school I can see it more in a PA because then you would have the um clinical experience and I mean the clinical experience would still be beneficial but just because of how long it takes to do medical school (laughs) um that route I don't know if I would do that but anyway that was the thought process I had and um throughout that I started hearing more about the PA profession during my undergrad and my mom's like oh I know so-and-so who is a PA and they would talk about it in our pre-med um club kind of thing and so I was like okay this actually sounds like way better (laughs) and um I love school but like realistically I was like I do not want to spend so much time like in school residency all those kinds of things I'd rather be working um and I was still kind of unsure exactly um so I just I was like that's a big commitment for me like financially time all sorts of things um so I ended up um, I, it was like my third year, my junior year, uh, me and, and my one friend, she's like, I'm going to graduate early. I was like, how are you going to graduate early? She's like, I am going to do an interdisciplinary studies degree. So our school offered an interdisciplinary studies degree. I like to explain it as it's a make your own major, like a Build-A-Bear. <laughs> um, basically, you can pick different areas of study. And as long as you can explain to your advisor what you're going to use this for you can combine them so like for example if someone was doing like music and teaching but they also wanted to do Spanish because they were thinking about teaching music in a Spanish country 
right. they can kind of Make do that. So for me, I was like, okay, I will combine biology and chemistry. So physical science, natural science. And I was able to cut out a lot of the prereqs that were required for the biomedical science degree, like the name, yeah. and work on getting prereqs for PA school. So like, I didn't have to take classes like cell biology and immunology. I could take things like A&P, which were more beneficial in psych classes and things like that. So that was, I was able to graduate a year early and focus just on my pre P pre P pre P A um, <laughs> my pre P A classes. So um, did you get them all within that major, or did you graduate early and then have to take some classes? No, I got them all within the major. Wow, which is that awesome. is so cool. I wonder how many schools have that option because that's yeah, that seems like a hack. <laughs> yeah, it honestly was. Um, being able to only do three years and just take the classes I needed. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I it mean, is different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that makes sense. I mean, I, I definitely think that's something people should look into and maybe mm-hmm. you have to explain that in interviews at all, like what your major was or not really. No, I didn't have to explain it. Um, I think being able to, I, yeah, that was kind of the only thing. It's like the paper doesn't say like biology or right. biomed, but the fact that you can come in with any major it doesn't matter. I don't think it really matters. I, I think it could be more difficult trying to not go to PA school and like have a normal biology kind of like working in a lab or something like that. It might be a little bit more challenging, but I think once you explain it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's what I feel like there's still such a lack of, um, advising adequately some schools have amazing advisors who get it uh some still do not I mean some of the things that people will tell me their advisors told them like you have to take this class when I'm like mm-hmm. maybe 10 percent of the time like why would you know yeah. that's not true or um you can't take classes anywhere else you can't repeat classes for a PA school and I'm like no you can um and then my school told me that I didn't need anatomy for PA school. And that's just funny that you mentioned that as one of the things, because it wasn't included in my biology major at all. Like if I wanted to take it, it wasn't even a science elective. It was just a regular elective. It was the same as me taking a history class. And I kept telling my advisor, I was like, this makes no sense. Like I do need this class. She's like, no, you don't No, you don't. Which for med school, they didn't. Mm-hmm, exactly. so it was just it, I, like, I was so confused and I just, I was basically going into my advising office being like, all right, this is what I need. This is, you know, what I'm going to take. And so, I mean, that, I, that would definitely take, and it sounds like you are this type of student, like a proactive student to like be on top of it and be like mm-hmm. looking into options um, and not just blindly being like, I'm going to do whatever. But I mean, that's really cool. Very yeah, I definitely had to be proactive. Um, yeah. But I'm someone who like loves like in the CASPA, like I loved putting in all my GPA. So like, I'm just weird like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. stuff, I'm like, oh, this is so interesting. <laughs> right now I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, <laughs> okay. So you finished in three years. So in that case, did you plan to take a gap year or were, did you apply hoping to like go straight in? 
so this is where it gets weird. <laughs> um, so while I was a student, I managed the women's volleyball team. Okay. So basically, I, I mean, I wasn't an athlete, but I had the schedule of an athlete. So get up, 6 a.m. practice, go to class, leave class, go to practice for three hours, travel every weekend for games, like full-time job. Yeah. And I really loved it. Like I loved the the whole, like I love athletics and I loved the whole being able to like mentor and those kinds of things and help people. And so um, I was like, this is really cool. I talked to my coach a lot and he was like, maybe you should look into like doing ac- like athletic administration. And I was like, okay, I think that's a great idea. And I think I was a little burnt out <laughs> at that point yeah. from all my classes. And so I kind of made this new plan that I was just going to say, you know what, I'm just going to have my degree, I'm not going to use it, but I'm going to go and get a master's um, in athletic administration. And so the university that I went to, Liberty, they have like a thing, if you work for them, you can get your tuition paid for. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think a lot of schools probably do that, but it was definitely, it's more of a, a typical thing. So. I went and worked at their financial aid office and I was gonna um, just work and do my master's. And then as I was doing that, I met my now husband. And after like nine months there, I was like, I gotta go. Like this isn't it. I, <laughs> I really miss medicine. Like yeah. I didn't think, like I don't think I realized how much I loved it until I was away from it. And so that after like nine months, got the scribing position and then that was 2020 and then obviously every like February 2020 I started scribing and then everything happened (laughs) um so I didn't apply that cycle okay so I waited so I graduated 2019 and then applied the cycle of 2021 that started in the uh April 2021 it's like a two-year but then two years plus the whole application year so it'll be three years until I start Okay. Nice. That's a nice little break. And that like, yeah. that's such a great, um, you know, reminder of just like how things work out and mm-hmm. happen for a reason. And, you know, hearing like, even though it was a little bit roundabout, like you clearly got a husband and got yeah, it <laughs> more experience and, and got to have a break. Like those are such great things that even if you hadn't planned it, you know, just worked out. So that's awesome. Um, all right. So you, you know, explored, came back to medicine mm-hmm. and then, um, decided to go ahead and move forward with applying, had your subscribing experience. What went into your application process? Like, what did that look like for you with kind of how many schools you applied to, what you were looking for in schools and how'd you do all that? Yeah. Um, so first of all, my dad and I kind of created like a list of schools, pros and cons. That's like one of the things with PA. I feel like you have to do a lot of your own research because everything's different, which I know you always talk about. Yep. <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> it's very I just think about that one TikTok where you like point all the things that are similar or whatever. It's so funny. So yeah, so we had to go through that, see what I even qualified for, at, which schools I would be able to even apply to. Um. And then that was kind of before we got engaged. And then once um, my husband and I got engaged, 
it kind of changed because now I'm like, we have to think about this together, about where we want to be. Um, we ended up deciding that we wanted to stay. Both of our families are on the East Coast. He, his family is here in Virginia and then my family's in Maryland. So we were kind of wanted to be in driving distance of both of their, them um, just for, you know, the support and he's an only child. And so just like family is super important to us. So um, I ended up picking six schools to apply to. Okay. And I just was like, okay, we'll do these six. They were all in North Carolina or Virginia. And um, so I applied, I think I submitted like June okay. and then started hearing back August-ish. Um, so I got two um, interviews, invites, um, one to Lynchburg and then one to Radford Carillion, um, which is in Roanoke. And um, I ended up doing my Lynchburg one first. Um, it was on the Monday and then I got called on Wednesday and then Saturday I got married. So it was a very busy, <laughs> it was a very busy, crazy week yes. um, full of awesomeness. But yeah, so once I heard back from them, uh, my husband and I just kind of decided like, we want to stay here. There's no point to move, uproot our whole living situation. Yeah. And so we just decided that this would be best. So I canceled my other interview and then just any other school that reached out, I was just like, thank you, but no thank you. So I like yeah. confidence. Sometimes you have to like get that like second, like second guess, start to get doubts about it. But I mean, if you have an acceptance and you know, like just go with it. Yeah, I was like, it's not really like we're not gonna move an hour away. Like it, it for the similar I thought it I felt like it was a similar program so your PA at the end yeah. of it like <laughs> exactly <laughs> um and that's nice that they told you so quickly oh my gosh, I know. wait forever and it's terrible yeah luckily I had some people I work with that were like oh they'll get back to you in the next like 48 72 hours and I was like okay yeah. I did not want to go through my wedding not knowing at least one way or another <laughs> Such a weight lifted for sure. Um, Was there anything that you feel like was just great or stood out about your application to maybe make it unique or anything that they told you or on the flip side, any red flags that you were kind of concerned about? Yeah, good question. Um, I'd probably say I had a very good GPA. Um, It was like over a 3.8. So um, I think that was definitely played to my advantage. Um, I think I lacked, I would say, my patient care was a little weirder. It wasn't like the traditional get a certification. And that was something I was really nervous about. Because I did like MA medical assisting kind of like work, but it wasn't like official. Yeah. So I was kind of worried, like, even though it was that kind of work, how they would perceive that. That was um, title so no that was when I was doing the like internship class working yeah before um I I kept doing that throughout college so nice yeah so um that was kind of iffy for me I felt like and then I didn't have tons of volunteer extracurriculars because of volleyball because I was always doing stuff with volleyball I never really got involved in any big clubs or 
volunteer stuff, but I, I felt like my GPA, um, I used your personal statement guide and then <laughs> worked with a friend who's in medical school and she really helped me edit that. So I think that helped. And then I did have a cool volunteer experience where I went to Greece for like a month and worked with refugees and stuff. Cool. And so I don't know. I like to think that stuck out a little bit. It was kind of unique, but you know, you never know. Interesting. Oh, and I think they probably saw, you know, um, I think like schools, it can be hard to tell an application because they get, they're just really long and there's a lot on an application. But um, I think when they see things too, like you finish in three years, like things like that stand out even mm-hmm. as wait, like mm-hmm. this really a go-getter. Like they, you know, are work can work towards a goal and complete it. Um, which I know sometimes that's not the case and there's, you know, life things that happen or whatever, mm-hmm. but, uh, having, you know, being able to show your time management and what you're able to do, I think it does stand out on applications. Um, you know, it feels like everybody, you know, is very qualified. Um, (laughs) well, so now that you are in kind of your waiting phase, so when were you accepted August? September, September. beginning of September. Mm -hmm. Um, so now that you're in your waiting phase, what, what are you doing? Are you, you know, just working or resting or what's kind of your plan before PA school? Yeah. Um, so right now I'm just, kept scribing um the doc that I work with is super awesome we have a really great relationship and he's very excited um they're actually working out kind of like a situation where we're creating like a tethering so after PA school um I'm gonna come back and work for them as a PA oh wow um okay yeah so (laughs) we decided that what do you say that is exciting yeah, so we haven't it's, we haven't officially signed the paperwork, but we just had a conversation about. It. So I'm excited for that. Um, I really do like ortho, and so uh, he's been trying to teach me as much as we can in our downtime between patients. And like Emily, what do you think about this X-ray? Those kinds of things. So it's been pretty awesome, and he's always there for me to be like, "So why did you choose this medication?" or why are we doing this brace? Why are you waiting this long? And he's like always there to help. So that's been really fun. Um, kind of like a rotation way before BA school. Um, I've been doing that. So just working and then resting, of course. So um, such a leg up on the ortho section for sure. Which yeah, I know. I <laughs> heard me say maybe, I don't know. Ortho is my absolute least favorite. I hate it. <laughs> I love it I'm just like oh how interesting <laughs> yeah no I know it's not it's definitely not for everyone okay. people like hate germ too but I just yeah. do the bones I can't do the broken bones they just I know I just think it's so awesome because it's just like there's a problem let me fix it yeah it's so it's much easier and I think derm is similar too yeah it so is like, I, mean, I see a problem let me fix it so right yeah yeah I, I like that mentality but um but yeah I've been resting I'm planning to take a month off between uh work and starting school just because I know that I probably won't have as much time as I do now um when school starts but yeah how many people will be in your class there will be 40 
Okay, good. Like, so I think they they're they typically interview like around seventy except forty. So okay. it was good going into the interview. Yeah. <laughs> I was like knowing that statistic, I was like, okay. That's okay. that's pretty normal. I mean, most schools that's yeah. a little bit lower. Most schools will interview anywhere from two to four people per spot. So like if you get an interview, it is such a big deal. Exactly, um, exactly. It's lowers that competition field so much. Um, no, that's a good size. Was there anything else about the program that just like stood out to you or kind of made you feel like confident in your decision? Yeah. Um, one of the really cool things I liked about the program is that on Fridays, like as soon as we start, we'll be able to go and work in the free clinic in town and work with patients. And so all through didactic year, we'll be doing that. Um, seeing patients and working on that. They also have a lot of like problem-based learning. So I think that's cool um, to be able to, you know, do more case studies and discussions. Um, obviously location was a big thing for me. And also I've seen a lot of, a lot of the PAs I work with went to Lynchburg. So it's nice to see like that they're able to succeed and they do really well. Um, yeah, in good. nursing as a PA. No, that's awesome. Um, well, I'm sure you will do great and enjoy your time before you start. Yes, uh, I will. You know, it gets a little crazy, but it goes by so quickly that, yeah, it's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you'll do great. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to chat about your experience. Of course.